This temple crew has a plan And they begin by digging into those Two scoops In every Kellogg's pack Two scoops I'll Keep them coming back For two, two scoops of plump juicy raisins In Kellogg's Raisin Bran Hooked up and in command They're working now But they're thinking how they lost Two scoops And Golden Blake's a brand Two scoops They're turning back again For two scoops of plump juicy raisins In Kellogg's Raisin Bran Welcome to the seventh episode proper, 11th episode overall of Two Scoops, the podcast of 200% beef, all beef patties, worth of effort, and reminding you that you deserve a break today. So get up and get away and listen to two grown men talk about decades-old cartoon cheerleaders for hamburgers like a responsible adult. My name is Jordan Breen, and I'm the one that actually traffics in fast food garbage around here. I'm joined, as always, by my favorite grimace. It's Mr. David Bixenspan. Bix, for a man who is so thoroughly disgusted by my penchant for fast food, uh, why why are we going back to McDonald's land? Why are we going to find out where the Coke and the shakes are? It's not your penchant for fast food. It's your penchant for bad fast food. Yes, I mean, well, I have a penchant for good fast food as well, but I'm a, I'm a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, or phrase I'm looking for, uh, equal opportunity offender. So you're saying the grimace is black. <laughs> How dare you? Before we get into the actual, we will, we will, uh, we will get to the very heart eventually of, of what exactly grimace is. Uh, as a follow-up to our, our last episode. But um, what do you find so striking about McDonald Land that made you decide to want to wanna go back? Well, besides that, we nearly died laughing at, um, well... Where's the Coke? Where are the shakes? A commercial that I've only found out since uh, features a young Jodie Foster alongside Ronald McDonald. Well, now I really need to impress her. Um, <laughs> but it really is strange how this advertising campaign has this decades-long legacy of characters and merchandising and video games and cartoons and direct-to-video cartoon movies and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's eclipsed anything else in a genre by many orders of magnitude and that feels like the type of thing we are here to discuss and the whole history of mcdonald land and and going back owing to the very conversation that spawned all this when we were talking about grimace and his relationship with president-elect donald trump uh, we sought to find out what Grimace was, and I was adamant he's a taste bud, and you thought that was ridiculous, and I pointed out that in previous I didn't say it was ridiculous. I just said I didn't think he was. Well, you said he was like a chicken nugget or a black guy or like – No, that was Google. That was not me. It was also Google that said he was autistic. That was also not me. <laughs> well, that was, that was like that was like Google like um, – um, what's, like, what's the thing I'm looking for? Google like, prescri- no. Yeah, Google suggests, like suggestive searching. Um, <laughs> poor Grimace. But owing to our very conversation trying to figure out what the hell Grimace really is, you kind of have to go through the history of McDonald land and the litigious nature of McDonald's and these characters and why they got transformed because – Grimace used to have – we watched that ridiculous commercial, him trying to hoard all the coke and all the shakes. He's got he's got six appendages. 
he kind of like sits on like these fat legs that he has on the bottom, but then he has four other arms up top. Wait, he has four arms? Well, he has like he has like six appendages. I don't want to say that hold he has on. four arms and hold two on. legs. Hold on, hold on. Go to Google him and search. Okay. Search like Grimace like 1971. Oh, original Grimace. Okay, because I'm looking at a full body shot of Grimace right now, and Grimace has two two arms and two legs, and definitely looks shaped like a chicken nugget in this one. My point being, there's a reason that he used to have six, and then he had four, and suddenly oh, came. Oh wow! Like, I found the, the creepy fan art real quickly. Oh wow! Wow. So, yeah, so, oh, yeah so, put, put, put Grimace into Google image search right now, please. J- just Grimace? That's, that's all I got to search? I literally just put Grimace in, and I even did it in a incognito window. So, okay. so that it would not be biased by anything I had ever searched Grimace. for. Oh, yeah. That was real quick. He has, oh boy, he has very large nipples. And also the picture That's not the is, only one <laughs> No, but the the one I'm looking at is called Grimace the Disgusting Fat Ass. I saw. And we've also okay, got but, um what's this one? But looking looking like the third row, you see like the ones like with the with this the six appendages, the six limb grimace. This is the one to the left of Grimace having a shapely ass? Uh not direct. Well, maybe ours are a little bit different. But there's one. There's a famous promo picture. He's a very dark purple, and he's holding all the shakes. He's spilling all the shakes. Frankly. Oh, that's the one I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. My point being, there's a reason that they changed this, and really to get to the heart of McDonaldland. And frankly, McDonaldland, a lot of these characters died off quick. Some of them got facelifts so they could continue to live on in new incarnations. But ultimately, Ronald McDonald was out here in the game forever. And Bix, he's nearly dead now. I guess so. Speaking of nearly dead, oh my god. Some of these, like, one of these is from a page called Disturbing Grimace Pictures. <laughs> Did you see? Look at, the, look at the one where he's holding a shake and look like he's di- looks like he's dying. Uh, we are uh, four, ro- four, four rows down to the right. Um, I don't know. I see. I <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hang on one sec. Have you seen? Have you seen like this one with like a guy like with like a is a holes cut in a towel? So he looks like Grimace. What? Well, okay. Wait, wait. <laughs> There's one like a few rows down. That's like a guy. He has like purple towels over his head, and there's like eye holes cut in them. And uh, it's, it's like a really crude Grimace costume. It's terrifying. Grimace by Rube on D- DeviantArt? No, that's that's horrifying and different. Oh, the if one on you, the Pinterest? What? Oh my god! <laughs> you really want to break your brain? Just go, just go Google image search Grimace. You'll uh, well, even t- the pictures of people grimacing are kind also, of horrifying. Also, by too. the way, Bix, real quick, at the top of Google image search. You know how it has like the related searches, or well, it's not the. In this case, it's more narrowing down. Okay, okay. What what are your what are your narrowing down searches? Well, they're color coded too, and I'm not really sure why. Is this like a, a what the photos are colored like? The color scheme is okay. So we've got in in kind of like a light, not light, but a greenish shade. We've got McDonald, McDoo, and the Lego. Then in a light blue, we've got purple black white and green 
in a Grimace-esque purple. We've got animated GIF, icon, clip, and clip art in more of a traditional purple. See, see, I don't, I don't have this. I have some kind of like narrowing thing. But what I have in in <laughs> um, in no particular order. Oh my god! Did you see Pimp Grimace? Yes, yes, I've seen Pimp Grimace. Pimp Grimace is my first row. Um, I have Face GIF, Smiley, Hamburglar, McDonald's. Facial expression and eating a child. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Google. Google image search with Grimace. Okay, like I said. Uh, Grimace eating a child. It appears to be a famous meme. I'm, I'm not familiar with this. What's oh, it? yep. It's Grimace picking a kid up and, and shoving his head into his, his face Grimace hole. His face grimace hole. His, you mean his, his mouth? Fa- his, his facial grimace hole. Yeah, his mouth. You might call it. <laughs> oh, and there's sexy grimace. Which those in the uh, the Patreon only Slack chat have already seen. Speaking of such things, David Bixon's fam. Before we get too deep on grimace and uh, other creepy friends of McDonald Land, shall we keep the house? Yes, I think we shall. Let us let us keep this house. First of all, uh, apologies for l- lack of scoopage. This is this is all on me. I have uh, I have had a hard drive failure on my laptop, as well as uh, a, a a physical and legal altercation of sorts. Uh, all is all is well in the world. Soon soon we'll be perfectly back on schedule, and uh, no one no one will be uh, any the wiser. But nonetheless. Uh, my apologies with uh, the move and all the other drama going on uh, to uh, deny you talking about weird kooky characters, be they uh, hamburger pitch people or not. Also, before we uh, go through all all the rest, or actually maybe 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 save the most exciting and strange tidbit uh, first. Yeah, it, well, save it for last or have it first. What are you? What did you save- just say? <laughs> Save it. Save it for last. Save that, for that's last. what I thought you were attempting to spit out. Yes, uh, you can tell which one of us has been doing radio longer professionally. Yes, <laughs> but also yes, we are going to try to make up as much as we can for the uh, Patreon patrons in the coming weeks. Now that Jordan is back to having a relatively functional computer and internet connection and uh, body. Speaking of that Patreon, David Bixon's band, how can people get on that train? That's patreon.com slash two scoops. That's patreon.com slash T-W-O scoops. We try to give you a bonus show each and every week when Jordan's uh, physical and technological beings have not completely exploded. The next episode, what we are planning on doing is a deep dive into an animated uh, Grimace direct-to-video feature, I believe, right? Of some kind. Well, it's yes. a short. It's, it's like 40 minutes, you said, right? It's, it's, it's a tour de force. You know, it's, it, it, it's, not, it's not quite a short. It's not quite a full-length film, but it is a, a great background story and deep dive into, into not just Grimace himself, but... The species Grimace. Now, wait, is this the thing um, that has the Grimace Island song that I put in the last episode? You better believe it. 
now as as people listening may not know this, but the stuff I edit in, you do not hear this until the show has gone up. No. What did you think of the Grimace Island song? Um, well, I was like, what What could that possibly be from? Like, that's crazy. And then didn't, didn't think of it again. And then shortly after, I found the Grimace film that we were going to watch. Film? Film. Uh, one time when I was in first grade, we had a, a bus – instructional safety video and, and the lady that came and showed it to us said film and even when i was five six years old i thought it was absolutely hilarious did she so also I, say aluminium uh she may she she wasn't british but she very well may have nonetheless um as soon as i watched that film and saw <laughs> and heard the grimace song i was like holy smokes i forgot like all about this uh by the way would you like to know who did that song, presumably, because they did the the music for that that film? <laughs> who actually composed the music for that movie film? Yes, that movie film. Um, it's you, you better believe Mark and Jim Mother's Blah. Interesting. Or maybe it was Mark and Bob Mother's Blah, but Mark and Mark D- and, just Diva. Just say Diva. The guy. D- yeah, I was going to say D- Diva. But yeah, they they apparently did all the music for that the grimace the grimace epic that we're gonna watch is part of a larger series of these shorts, and apparently all the music was done by Devo. I I when I was watching it, I almost felt kind of sad, like hearing Grimace talk about how like his longing and how he finally felt like he belonged now that he was on Grimace Island and how it felt so familiar, even though we'd never been there before. You know, I mean, the lyrics to it were very uh, kind of some heavy shit for this, all things considered. <laughs> what? I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about you seeing the entire the entire video. Oh, are you saying I'm gonna cry? I would say it's that emotional, but uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a narrative that teaches you about what needs to be done. It's a narrative that teaches you about being brave. Bravery, bravery is really the theme of Grimace's return to Grimace Island, in addition to some rockin' tunes by the Brohams of Diva. If if the last episode of Noozles is a ten on the tearjerker children's cartoon scale. What is this Grimace Island movie film? I don't even know what the hell Noozles is. Oh, that's right. You wouldn't have had Nickelodeon, even though Nickelodeon had lots of Canadian programs. Okay, <laughs> news- you don't know about Noozles? Okay, Noozles no, is a and bad why, film. why are people crying about it? Okay, Noozles is a badly dubbed, weird 80s anime that aired on Nickelodeon. All right. About a girl who is befriended by magical koala bears from Koala Walla Land. Oh. And her throughout throughout the whole series, her dad is like missing in the Australian outback before he eventually returns. And then in the last episode, they like go to the Australian outback to find the portal to Koala Walla Land. And the littler of the two koala siblings is, like, steering a weird, like, koala spaceship (laughs) to, like, keep the rip between the two worlds from destroying everything. 
and it's really sad. Oh. Well, I mean, relative children shows is pretty sad. I thought it was bad when Alf got captured, but then they just canceled the show. Ralph was about to get captured, and they just canceled the show. But that sounds that sounds quite tragic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the noozles and the, and the koalas and any other species that were harmed in that finale. Grimace Island will make you it'll it'll, it'll make your heart swell with pride. You feel you'll you'll feel like Grimace is redeemed. Maybe. Okay. Oh Maybe. yeah. So the so the Patreon details. <laughs> As we said, patreon.com slash two scoops. That's patreon.com slash TWO scoops. Dollar or more a month gets you our heartfelt thanks as well as access to the patron only Slack chat room. Five or more a month gets you all of the exclusive audio content. And uh, let's see, actually, wait. What, so, what was our last Patreon only show? I believe the second part of a little sleepaway camp. That's right. And of course, there are pre- free previews of that up on twoscoopspod.com and this f- feed with all the free shows. Most we got Twitters, emails. Yes, yes, yes. I was going to say, are you hoping that we'll start another streak of episodes all having fuck in the title again? <laughs> I hadn't considered it, but I mean, I'm never opposed. I am a Bulgarian. Oh, you are. More than most people realize. <laughs> at, at Jordan Breen for me. At David Bix for David Bix and Span. Uh, at TWO Scoops Pod for the show. You want to email us, email us at TWO Scoops. What, what is the email? Is it Two Scoops Pod? Or is it just Two Scoops? I forgot. Jesus. We have both, don't we? I don't even. Hold on. Jesus. I, I, I feel like such a terrible person right now. Well, I mean, it's not it's not untrue. I may be I may be a Bulgarian, but it doesn't it doesn't save or redeem This stuff's you. all automated. I apologize. Hold on. You uh, you're, you're the one who spends all day uh, trolling uh, an international, really, truly a, a global legend, and Terry Bollea on Twitter. <laughs> Did I do I? It yeah. is two scoops pod at gmail dot com. scoopspod at gmail dot com. I do, not, I do not troll Terry Bollea on Twitter. If I, was tro- if I was trolling Terry Bollea on Twitter, he would have blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> Tell folks about the Amazon because I got some fun goodies picked out. Yes, the Amazon is t- – the Amazon referral link. Uh, it is the holiday season now. If you're going to do some shopping, do it at Amazon and do it through our referral link. You don't pay anything extra. But we get a few percent kickback to us, and it helps produce the show and pay us for our time and whatever other excuses we're going to give. So you use our uh, Amazon referral link, and that is tinyurl.com slash either spelling of Two Scoops Amazon. tinyurl.com slash Two Scoops Amazon. Check that out, David Bixel's fan. Okay, let's just this- just one one piece you can have. I feel like they get. I feel like they get better in ascending order. Okay, um, let's see. Let's see. We've got. Ooh, we got a book. McDonald's collectibles, Happy Meal toys, and memorabilia. Memoro. No, that's memorabilia. Nineteen seventy to nineteen ninety seven. Hardcover from November nineteen ninety seven. Hardcover available used from one dollar and eight cents. Thirty five copies available new from ninety nine ninety eight. Oh, screw that. Get a oh, used yeah. copy. Yeah, get get the used copy for sure. 
But still, if you're someone who enjoys the glory days of Happy Meal toys, you can see them presumably all in this this beautiful book. Well, it's not just Happy Meal toys, though. It includes other memorabilia. Check this bad boy out. Now, also, is there a, like a name for McDonald's memorabilia the way there is Disneyana for Disney? I don't know. McMurch? Could be McMurch. Are you buying that? Maybe. Okay, so I'm looking at this now. We have a McDonald's Super Summer Inflatable of Grimace from 1988. Tell available. me that ain't sick. Yeah, available from a third-party seller for, for $19.99 plus $4.99 shipping. So it, this would not have been a Happy Meal toy, would it? No, I think this is some independent merch. Are you buying this in a store? Is this like the pay a few dollars on top of getting something at McDonald's type of merch? Also, the other thing is it doesn't specify what kind of inflatable it is. Well, let's see. It could be a um, – It could be anything. It could be it a could raft. Be... It could be a floaty. It could be a um, – I'm imagining floaty. Like a, like arm floaty type things? <laughs> oh, maybe. I would, no, I was imagining like waist floaty. Hmm. Okay. And also, um, what you call it? What's the, the, the uh, like a kind of a light preserver looking thing? If I Google McDonald's Super Summer Inflatable, that that Amazon listing is the first thing that comes up. <laughs> oh wait, 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 we also have a beach ball. One, another one that says it's a beach ball. So maybe oh, it's shit. If it's a beach ball, ball I'm in. I, I messed with that. Oh yeah, it's a beach wait, ball. Wait, wait, I found a sure? picture of it. Are I you find sure? a picture of it blown up. Are you sure it's not a color wheel? <laughs> how dare you? It's it's this one is in fact a beach ball. How do I know? It has white on it. That's how I know. Don't try to stitch back. Although they did have these little they did have these little other floaties apparently that were like little sailboats that went around your waist that look very obstructive. But I'm under the impression that this particular inflatable that you can buy on Amazon um, is is a beach ball. So, yes, if you ever wanted a Grimace inflatable to have your way with, tinyurl.com slash two scoops Amazon. And what I think is the piece de la resistance here. Okay, let's see. A little on the pricey side, but for the person you know and love who really prefers his Grimace or her Grimace with six appendages, although the, the bottom two are covered up there in the packaging. Well, of course they will. They're not going to show Grimace's two dicks in the packaging. What the hell is wrong with you, Jordan? We got that original 1971 design. Yes, a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive action figure available from Huckleberry Toys on Amazon for $94.99 plus $5.49 shipping. This thing, I like – this thing's really cool though. I like this. Please scroll down to the top customer customer review and read. Oh read no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! There appears to be one customer review. It's got a five star review on Amazon. Please read that bad boy to me. Okay, it's in all caps. From for his glory, five stars. A must have for anyone who collects McDonald's collectibles. Evil Grimace, nineteen seventy one, with four arms. Plush doll is very nice. It's semi-rare. Only 500 wear made. We got ours mint on card. Card had some shelf wear. Since my son collects these figures, he actually plays with them. Awesome. Wait, so is it plush or is it an action figure? I 
it appears to be a plush action figure. Also, does it really like? Does it? So when she says it has four arms, it obviously has feet too. So she really means it has six. Did she say four arms or four or four limbs? It says she says four arms. Why are we assuming this is a woman? Uh, that's a good point. I don't. I don't know. That's a good point. Um, four arms, but he does have four arms. That's well. That's what I'm saying. But what, what I what I mean to say is that the grimace in the package obviously has feet as well. So what I'm saying is there's six appendages in total. Six arms to hold you. <laughs> the creepiest form of grimace. Um, so typically that would be. <laughs> Two scoops Amazon. Do it. Holiday season. Typically, that would be the end of us sweeping up on housekeeping, but did want to tease a little something else. David Vicks spam. We got a little bit of interesting two scoops correspondence to the old two scoops pod at gmail.com. Yes, this person actually reached out to me first on Facebook. So, of course, there was the whole, you know, someone who's not your friend messages you and you don't see it at first because of it not being sent directly to you thing. Yeah. But I, I replied and then I told him, you know, here's my email address and email me. The one and only. The hobo uh, personal representative himself, Stephen Bo Keeley, the personal representative slash biographer of the one and only Zane Leopard, Leopard Zane. Uh, what else was there? Oh, he had uh, oh, he had a, like an Indian name and like a Chinese name, too. OK, hold on. I'll pull it up. Zane Leopard, Leopard Zane, Sir James, James Schrock, and Rambo Hyrick. James Hydrick. And one, that's not including the fake Chinese name, too. So you'll recall in our first episode, we obviously went on a deep dive on sex criminal, gun runner, lunatic, fake psychic martial arts profiteer, James Hydrick. Who purported to be good at spinning pencils and flipping pages of books. It was not, in fact, a psychic. In passing and researching James Hydrick, I came across a guy named Stephen Bo Keeley, who you can uh, go wiki. He has an absolutely insane Wikipedia entry, and we mentioned him in the first episode. I'll just read the, the opening bit. Stephen Bo Keeley, born in February 1949, always a good sign when they don't have an exact date, is an American adventurer, naturalist, holistic healer, veterinarian, professional athlete, commodities market consultant, garage publisher, an executive tour guide who in 2000 left civilization for a desert borough in Southern California, then in 2009 became a world traveling expatriate. What? And on top of that, it appears at one point in time, in, in legitimately throughout the 1970s, um, Stephen Bokeely was, in fact, one of the best racquetball and paddleball players in the world. Well, and also, what and definition then, of naturalist are we using? Uh, who knows with this guy, man? Well, anyway. He, he, he claims got- to have had 150 close encounters with rattlesnakes, though. What's a close encounter with a rattlesnake? Well, maybe maybe ultimately we're going to have to talk to him and find out how exactly to uh, qualify these terms. Anyway, he has offered to uh, put us in touch with the one and only James Hydrick. 
don't he apparently know, just... has numbers. I guess because he's technically in a hospital and not a prison. <laughs> he has numbers. Uh, Bo Keeley has permission to give out his numbers. He can put us in direct phone contact. Oh, he said he published a James Hydrick photo book too. Is that did we see this? Is this on Amazon? I don't. Well, he has a ton of photos of him for sure because he has the Facebook gallery that we went through. I assume most of that. Hold on, let's look on Amazon for a second. James Hydrick oh, in man. photos by Steve Bokeely. available for fourteen ninety five with Prime in paperback. <laughs> what a weird world it is. Tinyurl.com slash two scoops Amazon. And let's see what the description is. James Hydrick combined martial arts with illusions on That's Incredible, That's My Line, Ripley's Believe It or Not, Danny Corum Show. <laughs> and Sally Jesse Raphael is the world's most controversial martial artist, psychic, escape artist, and Guinness holder. Guinness holder. And martial he's, arts. He's held a Guinness. <laughs> in martial arts, he ran the largest dojo in the free world. <laughs> with 3,000 students. His Star Magazine cover, World's Greatest Psychic, sold a record 4 million copies. And then he disappeared. Now he's back. In these never-before-published rare photos at the peak of his life. We've got one customer review. From Passing Through, September 30th, 2015. James Randi called him the greatest illusionist who did the most with the least from dot dot dot. A gem of many facets. The 50 photos are largely magazine quality. Heydrich was a legend in the 1980s in martial arts and appeared on a series of national TV shows combining these arts with illusions. James Randi called him, quote, the greatest illusionist who did the most with the least from the smallest background. We also have four comments. Hell, <laughs> He's a fraud. He's a fraud. Would you like me to read the four offender. comments? Do the comments involve him being a sex offender and just lifelong criminal? No. David Turner says. Not that I'm not entirely sympathetic to someone who uh, was left in the care of someone that that chained them to a tree outside and uh, referred to them as Spot and pretended they were a dog and made them eat off the ground. David Turner says, and this is the same day that the other review went up. Oh, Actually, wait, let's see. Does it show? Is there a time of day stamp on the other? Okay, there's not a time of day stamp on the review. There are, are only com- on the comments. David Turner says, Bo Keely has personally interviewed Mr. Heydrich in 2015, comma, personal visits slash true life experiences experienced by this professional writer. Fraud Finder says, this review plus the comment are by the author. Ignore them. <laughs> Thanks o- for that. Oscar, spelled O-S-K-E-R, says... How do you know? Fraud Finder says, read Passin slash Keeley's other reviews. Almost all are very favorable reviews for his own books. Passin lets slip some personal info in his review for Zubiquity, where he talks about veterinary machinery, veterinary medicine, and mentions I- my, <laughs> alma, my alma mater, MSU. Coincidentally, according to Wikipedia, Keeley graduated in 1972 with a DVM. From Michigan State University, MSU. But actually, he says it outright. In a review of Keeley's book, It's a Racket, spelled R-A-C-Q-U-E-T. Yes, of course. Keeley slash passion, passion, not passion, says, It's a good book. 
I rode it in an unheated MI garage on an IBM Selectric. Not a very clever guy. Okay, clearly these people are impugning the good reputation of our new friend, Stephen Bokili. Yeah, our hobo, our hobo king. Oh, he has an Amazon biography too. He has an about the author page. Biography. I'm, I'm scared that if we go down this rabbit hole, we're just going to meet progressively stranger and stranger people. Yes. Steve Bokili is a doctor of veterinary medicine, former national racquetball champion, hobo, author of 26 books, <laughs> and has explored 105 countries on a shoestring. His life allows the visa studies of Buck the Dog in Jack London's Call of the Wild to retirement in a desert burrow with Sir the Rattlesnake as a doorkeeper and a solar computer to write books. He emerged in 2005 to become an itinerant expatriate, writing from selected global Shangri-Las, including San Felipe Baja, Unspoiled Lake Toba, Sumatra, and Iquitos, Peru. His Wikipedia reads like Indiana Jones. It, it does. It says he has a – I like that he said a rattlesnake guarded his door in his burrow, but then he brags his Wikipedia page that he had 150 rattlesnake experiences. Like if one guarded your door while you lived in a burrow for a few years, you should probably have had more than 150. Find out more about Steve Bokili at his official website, catmankeely.com, <laughs> which I don't think we've looked at before, have we? The fuck? I don't and think so. And on Facebook, Bo Keeley, and also BoKeeleyTours.com. Wait, does he give people tours of his various Shangri-Las? Yes. That's, I, that's from his wiki thing. Oh, like, okay. You don't even listen that. to me, Bix. You break my heart. I don't remember that part. Uh, how did you get lost amongst his other And I just got a malware titles. warning. Okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> – of course. Of okay. Course. Well, I'm sure, He's I'm a sure hobo. I'm sure it's an error, though. We will contact the various related parties. But before we finish up the housekeeping, who are our newest Patreon patrons? Whatever, you get the idea. To today, Junior. Thank you. That's an Adam Sandler joke right there. That's what that is. I don't even remember when our actual what our actual list show. Where should I start that? Well, it was after Election Day. So, Frank Meadows. Shout Siobhan, Siobhan Rampling, a good Twitter buddy. Shout Siobhan. Colleen Harmon. James Beardsley. And John Hill. Nice. Shout out to all the homies. Indeed. I want actually say each of their names prefaced by the homie. <laughs> that should be a new feature. That it, you now, if you donate, if if you do, if you pick up a Patreon patron, you donate even just the dollar, you get to hear your name referred to as the homie, your name in Jordan Breen fashion. It, I, I am is, volunteering this for him. It's it it is true. Any and and whether or not I I say your name or not, you'll always be like anyone who's in the the Patreon circle, especially if they're balling on Slack, entertaining, offering show ideas. You're definitely the homie. So, let's go with the new ones. Frank Meadows. Frank Meadows, the homie. The homie Frank Meadows. <laughs> Siobhan Rampling. The homie Siobhan Rampling. Colleen Harmon. The homie Colleen Harmon. 
James Beardsley. <laughs> James Beardsley, the homie. And John Hill. John Hill, a real life homie. Lifelong homie. Really? Yeah. Okay. This is another one of your close personal real life friends. Yeah. Does he do any kind of like folk art or music that we should be telling people to support? <laughs> we could we could inquire. Okay. Well, very well then for the homie John Hill. Repeat after me. Homie the clown. Homie the clown. Don't mess around. Don't mess around. Even though the man. Even though the man. Try to keep him down. Try to keep him down. One day, homie will break all the chains. Then he'll fly away. But until that day, homie don't play. I said, repeat after me. Are you ready to go back to 1971? I've never been there. Well, you ready? You ready to go back? Ready to go back for the first time? I'm ready to get in our little uh, DeLorean-esque contraption here called Watch Together. So, 1970, 71, McDonald's decides it needs some way to differentiate itself and really try to get into the nuclear family. Make sure that. Families all over America knew that if they were going out for a fresh hamburger sandwich together, that they should go to McDonald's. Nah, you called McDonald's hamburgers fresh. I'm 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 being tongue in cheek in this case. Oh, okay. Um, so they hire advertising agency Needham Harper and Steers, which is now a part of the DDB conglomerate, and what they come up with is McDonald Land. We've got. Ronald McDonald, Captain Crook, the Mad Professor, Mayor McCheese, the Lone Jogger, who will eventually become the Hamburglar, the Evil Grimace, who will one day just become Grimace and somehow lose to his arms. The Lone Jogger. The Lone Jogger. So they named the Hamburglar the what? So that was the Hamburglar originally going to be like, like a serial killer or something. (laughs) <laughs> well, have you seen any of the early commercials with him in it? We're gonna we're gonna get to watch him. He is a rather creepy fellow. Is he uh, creepier ser- than the one that we watched last time? Uh, yeah, probably. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and Officer Big Mac as well. Lest I leave out Officer Big Mac. So. McDonald's land was a cute little world where people were constantly trying to steal McDonald's food, but law and order always reigned because Ronald McDonald was there to provide moral and spiritual guidance. Mayor McCheese and I guess uh, Officer Big Mac were there to provide law and order. 
and lest uh I always find it interesting too. At least they didn't they didn't give um Captain Crook a like ha 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 accent and make him French. But why? Just because the only thing he eats is the fillet of fish. I know Captain Hook wasn't French, but I'm just surprised that like they didn't that like of the time that's not how it went. I, I'm was not only, following. He was only there to provoke the fillet of fish. What the hell with what the hell with Captain Crook? Although apparently, uh, Captain Crook merchandise fetching a good penny. Him and the Mad Professor, really the the rarest. People remember Officer Big Mac and Mayor McCheese, but uh, not so much the others. By the way, David Bixon spam. Before we watch a little video action, you want to have your mind blown real quick? Check this out. This is, uh, as I'm sending you now, the McDonaldland Specification Manual. It's basically a style guide for the early McDonald's characters. This is a little after the uh, the initial redesign you can see because Grimace is uh, obviously with two arms and two legs. But this like is not – Like a normal taste bud. Yes, like a, like a normal taste bud, like a normal chicken nugget. Uh it's not long after this that McDonald Land is going to get severely disrupted, Bix. Do you know what it was that brought down McDonald Land and forced uh, really so, some massive redesigning and cutting of characters? These characters are terrifying. You you think that would be some of it, but before that, let's let's find out. Let's find out. Let's see some of the brains behind uh, the early execution of McDonald Land. What I have here for you to watch is a uh, it's behind the scenes from a 1973 McDonald's commercial filming and I just want you to hear from both the director as well as the representative from the advertising agency Needham Harper and Steers uh, this is this is it sounds like they're you know they're talking in the most basic terms possible but this is pretty enterprising stuff for for 1973 and hearing these people sort of mapping mapping out this vision to get into your kids' fat, greasy hands, this is why McDonald's has taken over America right here. Well, to be clear, though, uh, this is what produced to sell the other advertising agencies' clients or potential clients on working with them? I have absolutely no idea what this is from. I believe it was actually just targeted like to make make a McDonald's commercial because they talked like the director and stuff too. It doesn't really seem like this is propaganda for But the why would this be out there in 1973 at 8 minutes long? You know, what I mean there's no home video market that this is tacked on to. I assume it was done for some larger documentary project. Okay. Are you pressing play or am I? I'll give you the honor. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay. He did it. Let the spirit of McDonald be with us. All right. I read wow, those kids sound absolutely horrified. Yep, of course. Are they new to these characters? These these characters are... Uh, these characters have been around for probably 18 to 24 months at this point. But they're seeing them in person. Yeah, and that's... There's something to be said for the Uncanny Valley. I I don't know if this counts as the Uncanny Valley. This is just terrible. Well, I mean, I, I know I know a couple of people who have a double cheeseburger for a head, and they don't look that crazy. Wait, who are we talking about here? 
We continue with the children screaming. I dare you say that about Craig Savage. Go! Now, we should probably explain. Oh, my God. You froze on a terrifying tree. Yeah. Now, uh, what I was going to say was I presume that the black and white stuff is the behind the scenes footage and the color is the commercial. Yes. Correct. What what is that face? I, I don't know. It's a face in a tree. Apparently, that was a part of a lot of McDonald Land setups. Um, I believe that tree is an apple turnover tree. I believe turnovers grow on that tree. They were what? apparently staples of the. They were staples of the physical McDonald Land things. When I say the physical McDonald's land things, I mean when you go to McDonald's and we're going to like they have a ball pit and a the bunch play of other place, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm confused. I know this because I sent you that Tumblr earlier, by the way, McDonaldlands.tumblr.com. And a lot there's a lot of the Apple turnover tree installations in various McPlay places. Over the years, and people have obviously removed them at this point. So yes, that's the terrifying tree you see before you now. And so, uh, in thinking about where this little society could live and operate, uh, we came up with the concept of a gigantic set. This is Keith Reinhardt, your advertising agent from Needham Harper and Steers on set today, talking about. Uh, his firm's vision for McDonald land. In which the uh, McDonald's food items, the menu items, were the chief uh, elements and landmarks, which gave us uh, volcanoes, uh, mountains that uh, erupt with uh, strawberry and chocolate and vanilla shakes. There's a uh, filet of fish lake where the little fish sandwiches leap out of the water. And French fries grow in bushes in McDonald land, and hamburgers grow in patches. <laughs> You like coming to this park? Yeah. <laughs> he sounds so. This is the terrifying. We we're about to meet the terrifying director uh, interviewing some kids about how much they like McDonald's, by the way. Well, the other guy sounded so just cynical and broken that he's doing this. Yep. Absolutely. But he's going to sting all these little idiot kids' mouths with French fry sodium right now. Don't forget the beef till. <laughs> Can't forget the beef tail. So we're about to beat the director here. Love coming to McDonald's. Do you? You like the food too? Yeah, I love it. Do you? I smell it. Smell, smell it? Yeah, we smell the hamburger a little bit. So I love, oh, I love everything here. Big Mac. I like, yeah. I like the milkshake. Do you? First, is he touching that kid? Probably. It's a terrifying era. No, he is. He looks like he's like lightly drawing circles on the kid's back with his index finger. It's horrifying. Oh, okay, okay. If that is a thing, in both in the interest of time and my sanity, I don't want to go back and discover that's actually happening and like I didn't notice. Like that's that's all. That's awful. Something <laughs> just auto played in another window for some. <laughs> it's like a little guitar like, like that's a really appropriate time. Like, hey, this, this the director of this McDonald's commercial from 1973 may be a child molester. Yeah, there it happened again. I don't know why that just happened. 
<laughs> All right, so we're going to hear from uh, our director of this video, who Bix has just suggested is a pedophile. No, I what I did for McDonald's was about Howie Morris. Was, uh, Howie Morris is not, nor has he ever been a pedophile. That I know of. A musical thing called Clean Up, in which the guys cleaned the place up, and we didn't have any product in that. One of my favorites. Thanks, guy off camera. Clean up. So they clean up. <laughs> what we were selling there was the the hygienic appeal of McDonald's and that marvelous song. The hygienic appeal of McDonald's and that marvelous song. Can we hear some of it, Howie Morris? You deserve a break today. Uh, coupled with. The- I love someone else on the set is just very obviously screaming at horrified children in the background. <laughs> it's like grimace laugh over it. The individual personalities and talents of these particular guys. All right, so we're gonna go forward a bit. We're gonna get to hear a little more from uh, from our boy. Uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, evil advertising guy, Richard something or other. Um, Keith Reinhardt, Keith Reinhardt, not Richard anything. Keith Reinhardt. We're gonna hear again from uh, Keith Reinhardt here, uh, our our cynical marketing man. From by the way, like you think you think like do people on Mad Men are cool and shit? It's really just guys like this with beards punching um f- fake hamburger plants on a giant TV commercial set. This is what Stan would have turned into after Man Man ended. Like, the first scene we played when he's describing why they built the set, they're like, well, we imagine this big magical land, so we just decided we just build a big set. He like looks at like the, the little hamburger plant things that grow in the McDonald's thing. He's like punches one of them in the head, basically. All right, we're gonna hear from uh, seasoned advertising and not at all disillusioned advertising veteran uh, Keith Reinhardt once more. Here. Also, wait, wait, wait. Uh, also, the way it's framed, it looks like all of the anthropomorphic hamburgers are judging him. Oh yeah, and like about to, they look like about to get him, like roll up behind him and eat him. <laughs> All right, Keith Reinhardt, what say you? Tell us more about targeting the kitties. Buy a McDonald's hamburger or ask your mother to go take you to McDonald's. The, uh, to the extent that uh, Ronald McDonald and McDonaldland and the characters become uh, well-known and well-liked, obviously more kids will like McDonald's and therefore like to go to McDonald's, and that's, that's what makes the campaign a good campaign. Are they well-known? Uh, the characters. Who the hell are you? I I I don't know, but can we talk about how our documentarian here is just smoking on the McDonald's set with kids around? <laughs> yes, no one on this podcast would ever smoke around other people. No, never. Sounds disgusting. Filthy habit. All right. What, what, what else? What else you got? I, mean, I know Reinhardt? this is nineteen seventy three, but really, are they popular? <laughs> Wait, these what's compared to Disney characters? Well, oh, no. kids anyway. Yeah, Ronald, Ronald McDonald, of course, is uh, very well known. I would say that uh, probably over ninety percent of the kids in the country know who Ronald McDonald is, just by uh, right up there with Disney characters. Absolutely, 
Now, uh, the other characters, which are newer than Ronald... Okay, it sounds like the uh, documentarian was actually just trying to prompt a good response, even though he's not using, like, a single shot of the guy saying that. He's showing himself asking him. That's that's not how you do that. I I concur. I'm not... I'm not we're, we're not here to judge this as a great piece of documentary footage, Bix. If you say so. <laughs> uh, Captain Crook uh, has an awareness of 70%. Hamburglar is very popular. Howard Morris, the director, is... Excuse me, I just want to show you what happened to today's... Wait, was he just saying that Howard Morris, the director, is known as well? Yes, okay, and, and you, you like, we, we'll rewind it a second here just because uh, it, it's nice to see the interaction that they have here. I assume this is just for the cameras and they're hamming it up, but this – I like to think that this is legit here as Howard Morris walks in with a script. Howard Morris is as well known by the children as Mayor McCheese. As Howard, Morris, Howard Morris, who is uh, also well known as the director you accused of being a sex offender. No, I didn't. I said, <laughs> I said the opposite. I said he categorically is not nor has he ever been at least to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, let's let this roll here. I just want to show you what happened to today's commercial. <laughs> there you Very are. good. I like it better than the one you shot, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Howard. Howard Morris rips up the script. I li- and Keith Reiner says, I like it better than the one you shot out. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So that's what that's what making a McDonald's commercial is like in 1973. That's that's the worldview that they have. Now Cynical, these... awful, joyless, yeah, cuckolded right. adult males who just hate life and children and everything that they do for a living. Well, I mean, like, look at that. Look at, like, look at that link I sent you for the the McDonald Land specification manual. Someone had to draw that. You know what I mean? By the way, the the terrifying <laughs> the terrifying apple pie tree is in there too. <laughs> And there's like a there's like a drawing there's like a mechanical drawing tutorial on how to draw the apple turnover tree for promotional purposes. Someone had to stand there and, and, and like draw these things and put them together. Oh, there's like color swatches on the back. Man, talk about uniformity. So speaking of uniformity. The uniforms that these McDonald's characters are wearing. Uniforms are those like films? Yes. Would you would you not would you not call these uniforms that these McDonald creeps had to wear? I would call them uniforms. I would not call them uniforms. I didn't say you. Uni- now, now you're just imagining stuff. This is ridiculous. Uniforms. Why would I? Why would I say such a thing? Nonetheless, the uniforms that these freaks were forced to wear, maybe not of the most original design. Hey, wait, now, wait, wait, they- Jordan, Jordan. What's the name of the show that had Lily and Herman? And it was based on famous uh, horror movie characters. It's the Munsters. That's correct. Which is what I've always said. Sure. I dare you. Now, I never grew up with HR Puff and stuff. Do you have any experience? You can't with get a little and you can't get enough. Yeah, you clearly have more experience than I do. So I was, I was aware of its existence – but I was not – if someone was like, what does H.R. Puff stuff look like, I, I couldn't I could draw H.R. Puff stuff. However, 
apparently Sid and Marty Croft, puppeteers who created H.R. Puff and stuff and various other very trippy puppet shows for children. Sigmund the Sea Monster. Yeah, tons of trippy or puppet Sigmund shows. And the, is it Sigmund, the sea, Sigmund and the Sea Monster. I forget. I think Sigmund and the Sea Monster, right? Yeah. Sigmund had a Sea Monster. Yes. They had, they had a whole run for like – like all throughout the seventies, yeah, and they used to air a lot of it on Cartoon Network, I think, in the nineties. So I got so to see a lot of sea monster stuff. sounds right though. Okay, here's your complete list of of Sid and Marty Croft shows. Okay, before we get back to what you're saying, HR Puff and stuff, mm. The Boogaloo's, Lidsville, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, Land of the Lost was a Sid and Marty Croft show. Far Out Space Nuts, The Lost Saucer, Donnie and Marie. Okay. Uh, the Croft Super Show, the Brady Bunch Hour. Oh, so they didn't just do the their puppet weird puppet shows too. They they, oh, no, they, they hosted a bunch of like, they did or produced a bunch of weird like variety shows. They did Pink Lady and Jeff. Yeah, man, they're all over the place. Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell Sisters, Pryor's Place, <laughs> DC Follies, Family Affair, or the remade Family Mutton stuff. What the hell is some of this stuff? The Brady Bunch Hour. Wait, who was the? There was a new um uh, b- 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 Jan on that one. Yes. That was the one with the fake Jan. Fake Jan. She was actually she was actually <laughs> she was actually sitting Marty Croft puppet. <laughs> <laughs> so suffice it to say, uh Sid and Marty Croft, very prominent, well known, beloved puppeteers. And apparently H.R. Puff and stuff characters look very much like several McDonald Lane characters. Like Mayhem and Cheese, especially. Yeah, so as far as H.R. Puff and stuff specifically, Mary McCheese being inspiration, one of the things that they end up using in the lawsuit when uh, the Crofts sue is that Mary McCheese and H.R. Puff and stuff, they both have sashes. You figure you could have cut the sash. Like, what, what kind of mayor walks around wearing a sash? He must have won a mayor's pageant. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a a, a problem outright. And then Grimace apparently looked like a a creature called Seymour the Spider. So they decided to cut two of the legs off. I know spiders have eight legs, but they decided to cut two of Grimace's legs off. That must have been painful. And make them and make them bipedal, which is probably even more painful to have to learn to walk like that and all the rest. <laughs> the hamburger, the hamburger got cre- cleaned up a little bit. It was made less rat-like. Uh, Officer Big Mac was basically toast, and eventually, I mean, they started cleaning them up ahead of time to try to obviously avoid litigation. Well, and they also eventually got rid of Mayor McCheese completely. Yeah, exactly. And also uh, uh, some of the other ones, too. So the, the official uh, the official verdict was handed down in 1977, and uh, McDonald's had to pay a little bit, of, a little bit of restitution to the Crofts for stealing their characters, which ultimately uh, killed off a lot of the early McDonald land characters as, as we knew them. And ultimately, as you mentioned... Some got phased out entirely. But Bix, we're in a world now where Ronald's getting phased out. I mean, they came out with the thing, uh, McDonald's came out with a statement in October. 
oh, we're going to chill on a little bit of Ronald McDonald promotion right now because of all the hysteria about clown sightings. But you've been playing Ronald out for years. This is the, this is nothing new. We do not need an advertisement or like a public service announcement to tell us like, hey, guys, we're going to take a little chill pill on Ronald for a bit. Ronald's been – if you can find articles going back to like 2001 talking about McDonald's phasing Ronald McDonald out. Well, also the idea that's oh, the clown side. It was like, oh, so you're getting rid of Ronald McDonald because of a made-up fucking meme where people just <laughs> decided to post on the internet now when they see a clown? Sure. Okay. Great. Great. Good for, good for you, McDonald's. That said, Ronald McDonald's is fucking terrifying. So, yeah. And the heat's really been put on the last few years. The Corporate Accountability International. Did I just call him Ronald McDonald's? No. <laughs> I thought you said Ronald McDonald. I'm not, I'm not out here pretending people made, made verbal gaffes like you are. Verbal gaffes like what? I don't know. Like me apparently not being able to say the monsters. What about uniform? Say uniform. Uniform. I can uniformly pronounce the monsters. But you can't uniformly pronounce uniform. How dare you? So Corporate Accountability International is a firm based in Boston that are probably most famous for getting Joe Camel nixed as a pitch person for Camel cigarettes. Pitch pitch animal. Pitch cartoon character. They did not approve of a very hip and very cool camel. Marketing cigarettes towards children. So ultimately, Joe Camel bit the dust, except in Tobacchiana history. They've since taken target at Royal McDonald, literally calling him in press releases the Joe Camel of fast food. Wow. Can't top that kind of publicity, man. Now, as a kid, what did you think of Joe Camel? Uh, I mean, Camel cigarettes aren't really as big in Canada, so I feel like I didn't get as much Joe Camel advertising. But I never – like I remember seeing commercials and stuff and never ever remember thinking like, oh, man, that Camel smokes. That's a cool Camel. I know. and Also, it's a Camel. Yeah. It's, it's, not, like he, it's not like he's inherently appealing. Yeah, and I, I guess there's something to be said for whether or not Ronald McDonald was uh, – Ever inherently appealing, but now Ronald is forced to be defended time and time again. Anytime he's used as anything, you want you want to know what's crazy? Um, are you aware of what Ronald McDonald House charities are? Yes, they provide housing and various other assistance to families of pediatric cancer patients. If they I think generally if they have to go to a hospital outside of their home area. Yeah, that's really the, 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 the location proximity issue is really mostly what they're focused on. So basically, you know, parents dealing with sick kids that are in a different city or province, state, whatever. From the, uh, hospital, from the hospital, yeah. 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 Um, they basically provide, you know, a more legitimate living quarters than just like hanging out like in a motel or, you know. Uh, hanging out in a hospital all day kind of thing. If you go through – I went through dozens of these websites today. You do not see Ronald McDonald on any of them. The way they incorporate him is they use his disembodied arm in some of the logo and imaging. Hmm. Like it'll be yeah, like – They've Ronald, been doing that for a while though. Yeah, but – even still, that's what I'm talking about. This thing's actually named after him, and it's a charity, and they can't even be like, There's, oh, no, man, clowns are too creepy. 
I went through several, and by several, I mean no less than two dozen. You mean individual Ronald McDonald houses? Oh, Ronald McDonald houses, I probably went through 24, too. I was segueing. Okay. What I was going to say was I went through 24 or so, give or take. I would say somewhere between 20 and 25. Uh, different international McDonald's websites this afternoon, Bix. Mm-hmm. Um, virtually none of them feature McDonald, Ronald McDonald prominently. The only one that I would describe – actually, you know what? I would say none of them honestly kind of use him prominently. The most prominent I would say was Austria's website. Well, that's horrifying. And Austria's website at least gave him like his own little like bio page and stuff like that. You normally don't even get that at this point in time. On I believe uh, – Maybe Brazil's website, there was like a, a, a sighting and that kind of thing. But like you'll get like a head, you know, like somewhere buried on like a Happy Meal page. Even internationally, they're phasing him out. Come uh, to McDonald's, my friend. So they tried – they didn't make an official Ron McDonald Twitter account a while back, but they tried to get Ron McDonald on Twitter by using a hashtag Ron McDonald. And obviously it went just swimmingly as these sort of social media experiments do now as animal rights activists and people just overran the McDonald's Twitter account and owned them. But McDonald's does have an Instagram account for Ronald McDonald. Oh, no. And I mean, dude, he just hardly does. He hardly does fuck all (laughs) basically. Let's see. Hold on. Well, I'm okay. If you just Google Ronald McDonald right now. Mm-hmm. I did this in an incognito mode to make sure that the results are uncorrupted. Yes. Top result, Ronald McDonald House Charities. Yep. Then, then, then the image search results. Then is Wikipedia entry. Then answers to common questions. Then a uh, Washington Post article from October about how he's lay- lying low until the clown scare blows over. Then various individual Ronald McDonald Houses. Then Ronald McDonald Chicken Store Massacre. What the fuck is that? Uh, on YouTube. I mean, the point is, I don't know how far you have to go to actually get Ronald McDonald on an actual McDonald's entity, but it's going to take a while. Oh, yeah. Go to Instagram.com slash Ronald McDonald. I am there right now, and oh, no, no, no. Wait, is this Why? a statue or a human? I think it's human. Various humans. Terrified. Wait, so is this is this the Twitter of Ronald McDonald in general or Brazilian Ronald McDonald? No, 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 I mean no. The Instagram. The, the 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 Instagram, it's like combined because the first oh, two pictures. Because I see the most the, recent photos are from uh, Rio. Yeah, but there's the the bike race one is from Indiana. You can scroll down. There's a couple from Austria. Um, there's one from Seville, Spain, where he's ah, taking the ah. <laughs> Look at the look. I'm, I, I see them. I see them all. I'm not. I'm not scared. I'm not scared by, by this. I'm not a winner. I'm not generally, but this specific photo is horrifying. All right, I'm clicking on it. It's loading. Uh, I mean, okay, he's a he's a creepier Ronald than your average Ronald, but I don't. I don't necessarily – I think it's bullshit he's celebrating some green propaganda like Earth Day, but – Well, he's also 
showing he has no idea how to garden. He is pouring water onto his clown flowers that he is just holding in his hand. And his hairline's looking really struggling here. That's one of the worst Ronald McDonald wigs I've ever seen in my life. But he's 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 watering dead flowers with no water in the pitcher. It's also really sad that they phased Ronald out so bad when they just redesigned his clothes a few years ago and gave him this weird, I don't know, sleeveless vest with striped trim. Really got him out of the jumpsuit in a big way. He doesn't look stupid at all. I think you're being sarcastic. Bix, a generation of people are already growing up not knowing who the hell Ronald McDonald is. Well, that's that's okay. Is that – well, I mean uh, – Ronald is the least of the McDonald Land characters. <laughs> I would put Mick and Mac ahead of Ronald. Oh, man. You're just eviscerating. Well, I'm going to – Mick gonna, and Mac I'm... of Global Gladiator. Is, oh, my god. Look at this. At this point, they're just screwing with us. I need you to describe this to people. Okay. This appears to be um, – this is a snowman. Uh, really, only a two-tier snowman. It's basically in the shape of a bowling pin. And photoshopped onto it is Ronald McDonald's gloved hand holding up a stick with an enlarged mouth on it. With Ronald's mouth on it. Yeah, an enlarged Ronald McDonald's mouth. I think it's stupid, but I don't find it spooky in the slightest. What is wrong with you? Are you scared of snowmen, too? No. I don't know. I can never be sure. You're scared of McDonald, scared of Ronald McDonald, scared of snowmen. Where is it, Bix? Were you ever scared of Dr. Claw? No. Why? Why would I be scared of a cartoon character from Spectre Gadget? Because he's scary. No, no, I was never scared of Dr. Claw. I'd be I'd be more scared of the chief, to be honest. He's just always yelling. And exploding. So, yeah, and exploding. And smoking inside. It's dangerous. Okay, I just found a photo of Ronald, Japanese Ronald, not with with well without his head showing, ready to go practice judo. With a red and white belt. Sounds great. Let me see it. All right. Is that like the equivalent of the red and black jujitsu belt? I guess. I mean, honorary. I mean, it's dope that Ronald. It's dope that Ronald celebrated World Judo Day, though. Oh, was that? Oh, yeah. I see. That's what that was. Here's the thing, dude. On this Instagram page, go to that link because this is the official Ronald McDonald Instagram page. So that website URL, Ronald is you. You click on that. This thing has not been updated since like March. Wait, what's Ronald is you? Apparently, it's the official Ronald McDonald website that I've never heard about until today. Ronald is com. Yes. I mean, it's basically just a syndication of Ronald McDonald social media feeds. But when you look at the top, it's got ads for like – Take a walk in the park day, Eiffel Tower day. It's like March 30 and 31st. This thing is not – this is Ronald McDonald's website and it hasn't been updated in half a year? Also, why are we talking about the most boring of the McDonald characters? 
let's let's show some proper reverence for for a man who came a long way even if they're trying to put him out to pasture mix. Yeah, i'm not i'm not saying he's a bad dude he's he's a great uh philanthropist clearly <laughs> well let's let's look at his first appearance ever and look at how you think he looks horrifying now check this out oh boy let's see Introducing the world's newest, silliest, and hamburger-eatingest clown, Ronald McDonald. Now, where is that clown? Oh, Ronald. 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 Hey, Ronald. Here I am, kid. Hey, isn't watching TV fun? Especially when you got delicious McDonald's hamburgers. Ronald. So right here, we have future Today Show weatherman Willard Scott as the original... Ronald McDonald, Bix. I thought he was already on the Today Show when he was Ronald, when he became Ronald. I guess we can check that. In the meantime, while I fact check that, Bix, describe uh, describe what we got going on here in terms of physical getup. He's wearing like your traditional like puffy pajama clown outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's wearing a box as a hat. Has even even bigger mouth, and has a interesting nose. It's not really a clown nose. What would you What would you describe this as? Just he, he looks like a scarecrow. He looks stupid as hell. He barely looks like a clown. He looks like a clown He's scarecrow. Scary. Well, let's see. On TV and watch it at the same time. Now, come on and meet the boys and girls. Oh, we've already met. I know we're going to be friends, too, because I like to do everything boys and girls like to do. Especially when it comes to eating those delicious McDonald's hamburgers. His nose is a... Um, it's like a drink cup. Yeah, it's one of those little... No, one of those little tiny, like, water fountain cups. Yeah. A magic tray here keeps me well supplied. McDonald's hamburgers, french fries, and milkshakes. Watch for me on TV. We'll have lots of fun. He's Ronald McDonald, the hamburger happy clown. A McDonald's drive-in restaurant is his favorite place in town. Wow, they really kicked out on the shakes back then. No kidding. Also, Willard Scott wouldn't go on to become Today Show Weatherman for like another decade. They also got rid of him very quickly because they thought he was too fat. Even back then, they got rid of the first Ronald McDonald because they were like, here. apparently in like subsequent ones, he was just fat enough that they thought they needed a skinnier Ronald. Already, already in the late 60s, early 70s, Ronald McDonald is being fat Shane Bix. Oh, he only retired a year ago, Willard Scott? I couldn't believe he's still alive. How old? Is, wait, so let's see. Willard Scott, age. He is only 82. 82 years young. Is, doesn't, considering, I don't think he looks bad for 82. Like I said, I was surprised he's still alive. I miss being able to tune to today's show and him telling me about smuckers and people who have turned 100 <laughs> years old. <laughs> That was like his big thing, wasn't it? Like people who turned 100 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> who gives a shit? Dude, is, 
We should do – we need to do an entire special like do for Patreon of just news clips where they interview centigenarians uh, and they don't give a fuck. They'd rather be dead. Well, he would just show pictures in the smuggers. Here we go. Today's show video, Willard Scott 100th birthday announcements. Let's see. Let's see what we've got here. Now let's head to Washington to check in with Willard Scott with some birthdays. Willard, good morning. And one. Why did she say birthdays like that? I <laughs> like what? Why? What is with you and thinking? She said birthdays, just like you say birthdays. Check in with Willard Scott with some birthdays. Willard with some birthdays. <laughs> that is. <laughs> she paused weirdly. Who gives a shit? Good morning. Monsters. And once again, from uniform film. Well, the film's a joke. Gallery of Art in Washington, D.C., the skating rink. I guess you can figure that out for yourself with the people skating. Happy birthday, Miss Mothers. Take a look, if you will. Elizabeth Woodard, Greensboro, North Carolina, 104. And she was a pediatric nurse. Okay, so I don't have this in the watch together. I need you to see this woman's facial expression. <laughs> she looks absolutely... Um... This is this is literally what I was just talking about. No one at this age wants to be alive. <laughs> like they show these people, God. Like I'm terrified most of the time when they show them. When they lean in to talk to them and shit, I'm just like, what on earth are you thinking talking to these people? Oh my lord. Yeah, that's a flattering picture they used of old Elizabeth Woodard. <laughs> Like, I want to make a joke, but I can't. I feel terrible. The other thing is, she should look like that. She's 104. Let's see. Ruma Luthold of Portland, Oregon looks okay at 100. Ted Stern of Charleston looks okay at 100. Um, (laughs) And Satin of San Jose is very clearly not 103 in the photo they're using. Well, that's the other thing, too, is maybe a lot of these people are actually younger in these photos. I suspect that a lot when they do the centigenarian Not that first one, though. So, what do you want to look at? Do you want to look at weird old wrinkly people on Smucker's graphics, or do you want to watch some fucking McDonald's commercials, Bix? I want to watch some McDonald's commercials, but I need to get ready first. Hey, Jordan. Hello. Where's the Coke? Where are the shakes? I'll tell you where they're at, Evil Grimace. They're in McDonald land, and we're going there right now. We'll go back to 1970. The very beginning of McDonald Land. Look at the classic. Listen to that jingle. Take a long friend and grab a hold of Ronald's hand. Uh, maybe not. Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. We're ripping that song off here. Because we have no talent here. They're doing a hamburger jingle. Who gives a shit? I paused it. How do you feel about these apple pie trees? That's several apple pie trees right here. Excuse me. for. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that's better. I like the apple pie trees myself. middle looks like he has an o face yeah kinda they all look quite spooky to be honest 
Did they say Big Mac and McCheese or Big Cha- Mac and Big Cheese? I thought they said Big, ba- Big Mac and Big Cheese, but at the Let's same see. time. Hold on. What? McCheese is the Big Cheese. That's true. Don't be surprised if you meet Big Mac and Big Cheese. Okay, they definitely said Big Mac and Big Cheese. That's what I thought. You know what they didn't say? Where's the Coke? Where's the shakes? Uniform. Yeah, that's great. Neither did I. Say uniform. 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 You kid me, right? You, you, I will not let you troll me like this. Uniform. You just said uniform. No, I don't. That time you said more clearly no than any other time. No one. No one on earth. No one on earth in my 29 years on earth has ever said, you know what? You ever notice that you say uniform, uniform? You know why? Because I don't. No one else has never happened. No one's ever called me on the way I pronounce the monsters. Because you said it right most of the time except for that first time. When you kept saying the monsters and I had no idea what you were talking it, about. It it must be it must be incredibly bizarre and incredibly lonely to just like sit around and imagine that people are just mispronouncing things constantly in front of you and really they're just staring at you like why is this guy looking at me while I'm saying monsters in uniform? That time you said it right. Every time I've said it right. Well, and now you're, <laughs> and now you're destroying my, now you're destroying the enjo- my enjoyment of the McDonald Land jingle. Okay. I was this. Wait, the years wrong. I was gonna say with the French fry patch is this the the one they were producing in the documentary? No, they just always had the French fry patch and the little hamburger. Who are horrifying, with their oh. eyes and stuff. I think they're adorable. Now just turn around and see if you won't find a hamburger patch as you're heading for a McDonald's in McDonald's land. A McDonald's in McDonald's land. I believe up next we have an original appearance of the Hamburglar in the Lone Jogger state being incredibly creepy. The, j- the jingle did grow on me, by the way, though. It, it kind of went from weird, obvious ripoff of, of Sugar Sugar to what if the Kinks did a song like Sugar Sugar? Honestly, it reminded me more of like a Strawberry Alarm Clock song or something like that. Who's Strawberry Alarm Clock? Nonetheless, McDonald's Breakfast in the 1970s. Six, five, four, three. Who's the McFriendliest fellow in town? What a great morning! It's this creepy clown who can't drive a bike. Oh no! Okay, so we have another grimace. <laughs> we and and this grimace, this is the cleaned up grimace. This this is no longer evil grimace who looks like a poop spider. Wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, is, is that, that why? You, is that why you made your username in the Watch Together Room poop? No, I I, no, I I didn't have it necessarily on mine, but do you, in in the original Jodie Foster commercial where he wants to know where all the cocaine and uh, dairy drinks are? <laughs> does he not look like a giant poop spider? A little. 
I would say I Pooh Octopus. <laughs> well, he's only. Well, I was gonna say he only. Has, I was gonna say he only has six. Only has six arms, like an like a spider. And I, never mind. I'm an idiot. I, I don't know math. I don't. I don't know math or uh, animal said, biology. No, 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 no. He's a sextopus. <laughs> he's a sex something. No, he's a sextopus. Old, That's perfect. Old, old, <laughs> old, sexy grimace. All right. So uh, the low jogger gonna steal some breakfast, maybe. The McFriendliest fellow in town. What a great morning. Sure is, Ronald. Great morning for tennis. Okay, Grimace. Same voice, even though he's not evil. Great morning for tennis. Ronald, why why, why does the score in this game go this way? <laughs> that's, that's a McDonald's commercial they never got to with uh, Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras in the 90s. There are the tennis rackets. Here you are, Dennis. Thank you. You'll never forget how to ride a bike. That was fun. <laughs> but I think it's time for breakfast at McDonald's. Now McDonald's has lots of things, like delicious hotcakes and sausage. Say, Mary McCheese, ride a fancy outfit. After breakfast, I'm going skin diving or skydiving. Uh, something like that, you know. That's the lone jogger. <laughs> what do you think about that, David Bixon's fan? <laughs> you thought I was kidding. What, what do you what do you think about the proto hamburglar who's on your screen? Describe describe what just happened. So Ronald McDonald and Mary McCheese have sat down at a local McDonald's, presumably somewhere in McDonald land, and they're sitting outside enjoying their McBreakfast, and this asshole runs up. And, and making it's, making it's, that really incredibly bizarre noise. And it's the hamburger, except it's not. It's a serial killer named the Lone Jogger, wearing a shirt with iron-on letters that says Lone Jogger. Um, he's basically wearing a hockey jersey with a cape. <laughs> and the uh, hat of like a fucking plague doctor in the 17th century or something. Let me cure your humors. Or whatever. Also, I, I know that point, didn't sound like Hamburg Joggler. At this point, he's completely unintelligible. He doesn't make words. He just or just makes whatever that weird noise is. That's what he says when he's killing you. And, and again, he basically looks like a rat. He has like stringy hair and an enormous nose and uh, buck teeth. So uh, let's watch. Let's, oh yeah, there's there's nothing else that these people would be trying to make him look like that has. Uh, Buck teeth and a giant nose. I was certainly no one else here it. that they would hate. No, I, I I was waiting for you to say it. Anyway, at least they got rid of Grimace's tentacles. Gremlins. That's the lone jogger. He likes McDonald's breakfast too. Like delicious McDonald's hotcakes and sausage, you know. <laughs> I hereby proclaim breakfast at participating McDonald's every weekend. The character doesn't even make sense. Why is he the lone jogger? He just comes over and politely takes. A tray that is offered to he just, him. He just comes over and comes on things, it looks like. 
looks absolutely terrifying. And yeah, there's no. I was gonna point this out in the commercial. He just he runs over making that like. <laughs> he, he runs over making like this creepy noise. And then Ronald, like the, the kids, kind of like the kid isn't scared at all. Even though this incarnation of Hamburglar is horrifying, the kid isn't scared. He just goes like, "Oh, who's that?" And Ronald McDonald just goes, "Oh, he's the lone jogger. He likes breakfast. And he just hands him breakfast for free. Wh- why? Like, no wonder this guy goes around just trying to steal shit all the time. You just give him food. You're supposed to pay for it." Ron McDonald set a bad example right right from the get go here as a, hey. as a pitch man. Hey Olivia, what do you know about the lone jogger? Devoted to women's butts. <laughs> so, um, are you ready to meet uh, a racist grimace? But I thought grimace is black. Is this well, is this the the uh, magical reverse racism that I hear about? Some people do say that the Irish are like the blacks of Ireland. Oh, is this you, a shamrock shake ahead? You better believe it. About black Irish or, or red Irish ginger? Oh, okay. We're going to need to fix the audio there first. <laughs> Jesus. This is this is the best iteration of the Uncle O'Grimacy commercial. Uncle O'Grimacy. You got it. Oh, boy. Indeed. Okay. Let's let's see if. Turning the volume down some, and uh, let's see if this works. Butterfly, uh, I'm green footprint. Uncle O'Grimacy. Hello, boys, I'm back, and I'm painting everything green to match the shamrock shake. Shamrock shakes are back. Yum! Let's celebrate at McDonald's. Shamrock shakes, they're a beautiful. He looks like a giant wad of phlegm. He looks like a giant wad of phlegm dressed up like Stevie Nicks. <laughs> that fucking hat and that stupid jacket. <laughs> Uncle Grimacy, dude. Someone got paid. Someone got paid to come up with this, dude. Now, the shamrock shake was vanilla, right? Just dyed green. I'm pretty sure. So we, we have a more modern hamburglar. Still looking terrifying, though. Get yourself ready for a trip to McDonald's Didn't we see this already? I believe this is a different one. Okay. The burger alarm! Cried Jim. Ronald knew in an instant what had happened. Why is that crafty? Oh, my. Okay, now, now it really looks like a plague doctor. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the nose mask and everything. Yeah, this is uh, also if you if you thought that the previous portrayal of the lone jogger may have been vaguely anti-Semitic, this is definitely not going to assuage any of your fears. Oh no! Also, this is ninety seconds long. It's a classic. I know. But stealing all those delicious McDonald's hamburgers, said Ronald. He really does look like a flag doctor. Not even a crafty old hamburger can pass up a McDonald's chocolate shake, said Ronald. And sure enough, the crafty old hamburger. Oh my God! <laughs> Tell wow, what you someone, see. Some, uh, actually, Say what where you I, see. well, where I froze it, it got a. It was like between frames. So hold, it was like. I want to freeze it on a better spot. So hold on a second. Let me 
and I'll mute it. So, or should I mute it so people don't hear it, or should I just let it go? Let's let it go. Let, let it ride. Okay. Um, wait, is he Hamburglar now, though? He is Hamburglar now. He looks like he just jumped out of the pages of the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. <laughs> oh yeah! I mean, he... Wow! I mean, when he was in shadow and stuff, I was like, okay, he's a plague doctor. I think this is okay. But then Jordan got me a little worried, and yeah, this, this... He, he, he's a very inappropriate face. He is before before the Hamburglar was a caricature of the ginger as a monster. He, uh, yeah. The, someone uh, made made this costume and visage who did not like Jews. I whatsoever. mean, frankly, if if this is the kind of idea that's floating around, if this is the caliber of thought work happening at McDonald's without stealing the Crofts, H.R. Puff and stuff creations, I'm glad they tried to rip him off from Jump Street instead of just striking it on their own. Yeah, um, this is this is horrifying. This is awful. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm seeing other than complete hatred. Crafty old hamburger went for it. But then, like Ronald said, and then when he takes his hat off, he has gray hair. Yeah, he still has that weird gray string hair. They didn't turn him ginger yet. He's, he's Which an, is coming. He's an old uh, Jewish man. <laughs> Unfortunately, basically, he is, yeah. He is the McDonald's interpretation of an old Jewish man. Yep. Unfortunately, that is uh, just about right. I mean, Bix, as a kid, I mean, you we, we kind of just passed by this era of the super creepy McDonald land figures. What do you remember in terms of like the McDonald? Like, were were you a McDonald's kid? Sometimes I was more. I was more of a Burger King patron, not in the Patreon sense, just in the customer sense. Uh, I liked Happy Meal toys and stuff. Ever but, have any favorites? Oh, I'd have to think back. What did they have? I remember them having maybe some Berenstain Bears toys that I liked because I guess at that point. McDonald's had changed their feelings on the Jewish population. <laughs> Whenever I think of McDonald's toys, I always think of the Super Mario Brothers three toys. And I think Ooh. I was so I was so obsessed with those that like I think that was my deep baptism. That's the first time I really remember eating McDonald's. And it had nothing to do with any McDonald's land characters. I could give a rat's ass about Ronald. All I really wanted was all the damn Super Mario Brothers toys, the statuettes, McDonald's, the Goombas, Super Mario Brothers three, the the uh, the Goombas that had the suction cup that like you'd put down and like it'd be like. I apologize jumping. by the way. I thought I had pressed the mute button on my mixer. <laughs> so I mean, that's... Uh, let's see. Ooh, these are good. Hello. What are good? The, the the Super Mario Brothers three McDonald's toys. Oh, okay. Like now, now you're viewing them. Yes. Also, rocked hard to uh, all the Muppets related stuff over the years. The Muppet, yes. the Muppet yes. hockey yes. players, the Muppet babies. Also, we still have half of this commercial. <laughs> oh, oh yes, 
Let's see what further damage they can do to my people. <laughs> Let's see. You know what else does damage to my people? What's that? Ah! <laughs> I also like that you've like frozen on an incredibly terrible, like just terrifying glimpse of Ronald McDonald. See, here. I think he looks fine here. I don't think he looks terrifying here. Oh yeah, I think he looks spooky as shit. Anyway, we continue. Sp- spooky as Kermis. <laughs> Oh, it is a minute long. So what's the extra 30 seconds, the abbreviated version of the commercial, I guess? I believe it's just 30 seconds after that. So McDonald's, we go through the 80s and 90s. And we have this kind of or, – or we're, I guess, approaching the 90s and we still have this kind of standard McDonald's land hamburger patch, apple pie tree weird realm. It's not good enough for everyone. It's for kids. What if you want? What if you want to be cool? What if you want to throw on a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses? Maybe you want to eat your McDonald's at like eight thirty. Maybe maybe you're gonna give a middle finger behind your parents' back and say frig curfew, mom. Got a mascot for you, David Bixon's fan, for the rebellious sort. Who wants their McDonald's late at night? Is it time for uh, some prime time? McDonald's eating. It's time for a little Mac Tonight action, courtesy of 1986. I feel like Mac Tonight is one of the most underrated mascots for anything ever. And it's a shame that he didn't last super long. Um, maybe? I mean, I I guess he did. He did get 29. In total, there are 29 English language Mac Tonight commercials. That's really not bad. Also, are you aware that there's non-English Mac Tonight commercials? I'm not surprised. Also, I found I found a Singapore commercial as recently as 2007 that features a CGI Mac Tonight. Huh? So, in McDonald's infinite effort to get people to eat more McDonald's for dinner, basically after six and seven p.m. And to come up with a new cool hit mascot, they decided to recruit a new advertising firm, and they went with uh, Davis Johnson Mogul and Colombato in Los Angeles. And what they ultimately came up with was inspired by Max Headroom, a strange anthropomorphic hipster jazz singer with the head of a crescent moon wearing Ray-Ban sunglasses? Is that, is, did, I, did I hit everything important? You nailed it, pretty much. Yeah. Cool. So uh, let's <laughs> let's go take a look at this little freaky moon-headed lunatic uh, banging out some tunes in his first ever McDonald's commercial. This, this advertising campaign – Initially, it was only supposed to be three commercials in September, October 1986, and instantly proved so large that they ran with this character right up till 89, 90, and even got in early 87 a New York Times takeout feature just about Mac tonight. Oh. 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 Playback on sure. this. 
They're trying to they're trying to shut us down. I'm not gonna have it. Do we have an alternate Max and I commercial we can use? Well, I wanted I want to get the very the very first one. Okay, then. you want to just send me the link, and unfortunately, we won't be able to see the visuals simultaneously. Oh yeah, by by all means, we can do that. Alrighty, here let me get that link. Do do do. Here we go. Oh, I have to look at poor Smucker's face, Elizabeth Woodard again. Yes, you do. Of course, you do. Poor old lady. What did she ever do other to you other than just get old? Well, the, I'm, it's not about her. It's that they used a terrifying picture of her. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, why did you use such a terrifying picture of her? <laughs> she never did anything to you. Where's Mac at night? Out to play. Baby, a twinkling show. No. Dinner out of sight. Yeah, the night time is coming like time. Dinner at McDonald's. Showtime is tonight. Now, this so, one's extra spooky because it's clearly a human being in a Mac Tonight costume. Yeah. Um, most of them are the early ones are mostly all one guy. Um, I can't think of his name, um, played Greg something. I believe is the guy's name. He played Mac tonight in 27 of the 29 English language commercials. Oh, okay. I mean, what, what a role to hang your hat on, right? Sure. So, owing to uh, what I was just talking about, the large spanning popularity, I mean, you, you can go and get like Mac Tonight uh, uh, compilations and, and stuff like that, but we'll uh, take a look at a little bit of other seasoning. By the way, Bix, did you know that they still have um, they still have Mac Tonight animatronics in several McDonald's left over? Wow. From the eighties, yes. Apparently, there's one in suburban Chicago somewhere where it's still an animatronic one that plays the piano, and apparently, there's two in Orlando at the biggest like kind of entertainmenty McDonald's. There is one that uh, is was added more recently as an intentional throwback, but there is apparently another uh, another Orlando McDonald's that has like a broken down animatronic one that hasn't been removed. Plus, there are still some McDonald's that have the non-animatronic ones that are just like the statues of him playing the piano. So if you have a weird McDonald's around you, you can still uh, see one of these bad boys. Let's, let's, take, a, let's take a look at uh, some other Bobby Darren. Oh, by the way, that's, of course, the other reason why eventually Max and I had to go away. Um, singer Bobby Darren, who obviously helped make Mac the Knife a popular song in the 50s, um, which this entire character in that last song was based on. Bobby Darren's estate sued McDonald's in 1987 and uh, eventually led to them retiring the character in 1990. Although he did come back for a few scan appearances in 1997. So Mac tonight will never die. He got a Simpsons reference after all. Thank you, HRTV fan too. Absolutely. Like that good background from like the late nineties. I love it. When the stars come out to play, baby, a twinkling show, ooh, 
I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I think my computer's just dying. It, it looks like he's dancing to me. It looks like he's hanging on a tree. Now he's going through the night sky. He's lighting up constellations. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. I think we're getting it. I'm, I'm giving up. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Let's just... Okay. Yeah, now it's just moving on its own. I don't know what's going on. Getting getting so close to the finish line, you gotta do me like this. Okay, you know what? Let's pivot. I was gonna pivot before we finished. Well, I mean, make sure your shit's right, and let's go through the last couple Mac Tonight ones, go through the Cosmic one, and we can wrap well, no, up. It's, a, it's, it's a Mac Tonight-related thing. Do, well, do you remember when Burger King tried to pull this? Or did they not do this in Canada? I don't know what you mean, Burger King tried to do this. Try to uh, turn <coughs> Burger King into a sit-down adult restaurant at night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. This is this is a good I, – I do want to actually pivot on that because I do want to read some a little bit from the New York Times feature because it actually mentions Burger King, the same era, failing. It basically mentions how like – Well, that came later though. That comes five, six years later in 92. No, no, no. I know, but I wanted to bring it up simply because there's like the great Burger King comparison in the New York Times article where they're talking about how Mac Tonight succeeds because it's weird but fun, and then it talks about how the Herb campaign was just weird. Oh, I'm not. Oh, wait, Herb was also to become a serious restaurant. No, 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 no. Well, man, (laughs) fucking kill me sometimes. I understand that you're talking about the thing being later, but for the pure Burger King purposes of it being brought up. I wanted to bring it up for that purpose in contrasting their marketing. Yeah, her, yes, Herb was awful. Great. Where would you like to pick up from? <clears throat> in what sense? Let, let's I've, let's see. But this Mac Tonight commercial is almost identical. I don't know why we were watching it. It's it is not. It's a fucking. It's a different song with a different fucking. He was singing Mac the Knife. What are you talking about? All right, let me fucking do. Let me. I think we got the other. Is it the Spanish one? All right. I want to play a dinner, dinner basket commercial, and I want to talk about, excuse me, Burger King offering uh, fried shrimp. All right, one sec. Here we can <laughs> we can pick up with Max tonight in Spanish from Costa Rica. Okay. El gran reloj ya. Marco más de las seis. Es el momento del gran sabor. El gran sabor de todas las horas. Cena está en McDonald's. Es Mac tonight. Disfruta esta noche con Mac tonight. Thank you, Costa Rica. I don't know why that's still happening. But why, why is he Mac tonight, though, if everything else is in Spanish? I have no idea. Ask, ask Costa Rican advertisers. So did you get, did you get Burger King dinner baskets in Canada? Um, I believe – like I, I, I never was a Burger King dinner basket person. But I do remember a, a few locations having them, although it's possible that I could remember them from being in the States or maybe even a different province growing up too um but i don't think i ever recall seeing like one like nova scotia growing up okay well let's check out a commercial first i hope you paint the picture you know what i'm saying burger king got his brand new dinner basket well wait who's our pitch man here I'm trying to figure out 
Because it's not Dan Cortez. It is a black gentleman. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to see, but they like as soon as the camera zoomed in, it went into the crazy '90s effect. But because BKTV, I remember being Dan Cortez. Let's see. Saying Burger King got his brand new dinner basket. I love this place. And of course, B- TV is spelled T E E V E E. Yeah, of course. Not who. Basket. You know, if you come in between the hours of four to eight, you get like meat dinner basket, you get a chicken dinner basket, shrimp dinner basket, whopper dinner basket, or steak dinner basket. Uh, who ordered the chicken? Who got the whopper dinner basket? Uh, you get a choice of salad or coleslaw, baked potato or french fries. So you like having it like your way. Yes, my way. <laughs> I love this place. I love it more than you do. Join me, I'm Jay Leno on the Tonight Show. Tonight with Bill Cosby, Luke Perry's music of Kenny Love. That appeared all of a sudden. Um, Nothing like, like a sudden Jay Leno interrupt us. Jay Leno is what disturbs you about this? Not Kirstie Alley looking drunk off her ass sitting on his lap? Well, also, look how gigantic his head is. Yeah, I mean, Even if his head doesn't look enormous there. But Kirstie Alley sitting on his lap in that clip is clearly, I think, the, the creepiest bit of all. Let's see if we can find some Dan Cortez for a second. Boom! Dinner basket to Burger King. It's a new concept. There he is. <laughs> you gotta check it out. You get a choice of French fries or a baked potato, and a choice of a slaw or a salad. Only at Burger King. Four to eight, where you get the table service. It's your way. When you get that table service, baby. When you get that table service at <laughs> Old Burger King. I, now I. Were you expected to tip at Burger King? I, I guess. I, I never got the dinner basket actually eating there, but I did get one of the dinner basket products. I think it was the shrimp in the drive-thru. <laughs> drive-thru Burger King shrimp in a basket. And also the thing that they don't have in the ads that I remember about the uh, table service. What do you think the appetizer that they gave you for free was? Oh, oh wow. That is a good question. I have no idea. What, what is the answer? This was the complimentary appetizer <laughs> that they gave you while you ordered and waited for food. That would be freshly popped popcorn. Oh, shit. They couldn't even give you like a limp or crusty breadstick or something? Oh, popcorn. Wow, that is terrible. Like how much? Just like a tiny little bag? Just I don't remember exactly. Maybe everyone shared a bowl. I don't know. And speaking of sharing a bowl, Jordan Breen. <laughs> yes, David Vixen's fan. I don't know. That that was my segue. Oh, how dare you? Um, speaking of getting up into outer space, we should at least say something for Cosmic. As far as I well, know. You know what? Okay, actually, wait. Let let's to close the loop on that section, though. H- how did on multiple occasions fast food establishments think they could turn themselves into upscale like waitstaff table service eateries? Manifest destiny, man. They didn't realize at that point in time that breakfast was actually the way that they needed to leverage, and they thought, oh, maybe we'll class things up. Dude, just always looking for more ways to to make money and have you eat through food all day long. You know, I'm actually surprised it took so many people so long to go hard on breakfast in the fast food game. 
Like it took people decades to realize that people still wanted to eat their shitty food at like seven in the morning. That's crazy to me. It's been a long time since I've ever had any kind of like fast food breakfast. I remember actually enjoying the pancakes though. Oh, I I I got I got hot sauce, uh hot sauce. I have uh, hot cake syrup in my fridge. Stocked up. I'll crush hotcakes. My local McDonald's had one of those things where – you know how sometimes a local McDonald's, I guess if it's a franchise – well, if it's a um, – not a franchise. Well, what's the deal where it's they're not actually – I guess a franchisee. Yeah, not a, not a corporately owned store because some are corporate and some are franchise. They could do their own promotions, and the one here had all-you-can-eat hotcakes for 99 cents. Holy shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Not at all. That is that's unreal. That is that is that is that is the most incredible McDonald's franchise I've ever heard of in my entire life. At the same time, they also started offering that you could get a not a soft cone, but in a cup with sprinkles for free. Children could just get a children's size one for free. No purchase required. So apparently this McDonald's is run by real-life angels. The thing that's crazy about that too is it's productive because I would actually probably end up eating more food because presumably to eat all these hotcakes, I'm going to have to stay in and eat breakfast there. I can't just like get yes, it and of run course away. You to, yeah, you have to eat there. So I'm going to end up – I'm just going to keep – I'm going to keep eating. I'm just going to be like, yeah, I need, I need 10 more hotcakes. I need 10 more sausage patties. Where are they at? It's actually ingenious. Well, it didn't well, – yeah, because it didn't come with the sausage or whatever in that sense, yeah. No, I would just keep eating hotcakes and consistently keep getting things to go with it. I would end up spending $42 at McDonald's for breakfast. See, like I would just be – I'd be covered in the poly – I'd be covered in the polystyrene uh, hotcake things and like the empty little plastic orange juice things for babies. See me dead on the ground. Now, the free, the free uh, soft ice cream cup, though, I think I would just eat on its own. I don't think that would get me to buy anything else. The last McDonald's mascot, although not technically McDonald land the way that many of these other ones are that I want to get in, it's a little bit of love for, for Forgotten Cosmic. Do you remember Cosmic Bix? No. You have played McKids or MC Kids, have you not? Did I just – I always heard it as MC Kids. Is it really McKids? I always assumed it was McKids, but I understand – but they do kind of write it out MC Kids. So yeah, it's, it's not It's not stylized. Actually, wait. Yeah, I think it is actually written out as MC Kids and not stylized as McKids. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 it is yeah, yeah. written out as MC so Kids. So what are you saying though? So who are we talking about now? Cosmic? Yeah, because we can talk about uh, MC Kids or Mick and Mac and Global Gladiators. Well, I'm saying Cosmic's in the game. So let's, Which let's game? Go. Global Gladiators? Uh, it might be Global Gladiators. He's definitely an MC Kids or Mick Kids. I don't remember Cosmic. Okay, so should, who's, the, who's the, the professor? Who's... The professor you went out of space to. Anyway, let's watch some Cosmic. Okay. Ronald McDonald and friends in the story of Cosmic. One day, a strange object landed in McDonald Land. Look, a silver flower pot. Oh, that's no flower pot, Grimace. Who's this? What an idiot. Hi, colors, people. Cosmic here. I popped in from outer space on a trade mission. Trade? Okay, I'll take this and trade you that. I get it. Trade. Okay, I'll take this and trade you that. <laughs> Boy, he moves fast. How about joining us in a picnic? I've got the McDonald's cheeseburgers, fries, and shakes. All right, trade you these for the lunch. Bye-bye. What was wrong? 
Cosmic, a.k.a. neoliberalism. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's, taking, he's taking all the precious and resourceful McDonald's and left Ronald with nothing but a lamp and some shitty flowers. Although it appears that Grimace did get a balloon helmet out of it. What to do? Yeah, what? I'll save our lunch with my McMagnet. Cosmic couldn't hide. He was pulled by Ronald's McMagnet. What do you say we share? Now you've got the idea. Deliciously awesome. I've got to tell my people about McDonald's cheeseburgers. Later, dude. So Cosmic took off. Wow, what an incredible experience. Oh, right. I wouldn't trade it for anything. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Late appearance by the professor there as well. Yeah, I don't remember him being around this late. So, David Bixenspan, you apparently owned the McDonald's uh, video games as a child. What's up? Well, I I had MC Kids. I think I got used. At, you at you actually did time. have them? I was just fucking around. Well, we're, yeah. Well, <laughs> I had MC Kids. I, I had gotten MC Kids used at some point, I think. Or maybe uh-huh. I didn't. And then when when I got a Genesis like really late, I think I had Global Gladiators. Maybe I didn't, actually. Global Gladiators was a very well-reviewed game, though. MC Kids, I'm not sure. MC Kids was good, though. Have you ever played either of them? I've I've beat Mick Kids slash MC Kids. I have not played much Global Gladiators, but I have played uh, McDonald's Treasureland Adventure. Which one is the that? Genesis? That is, this is the Genesis one that was released mainstream over here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I do remember that. Wasn't there? Was it there? I'm trying to remember. Was there something McDonald's themed for the Sega Pico? <laughs> i'm not sure do you remember the sega pico yeah, yeah. but the i don't weird, know if like storybook any... thing yeah yeah but i'm not sure if there was any specific uh mcdonald's um engineered ish for it hmm i'm not sure but anyway where were we so so we so we had cosmic cosmic had... spelled c-o-s-m-c of course what uh what what of the video games would you say was your favorite? Of the two? Or including... I don't know. I think I ever played the Treasure Adventure whatever one. I'd say it's it's pretty much... It's like an update pretty much of Global Gladiators. It's basically Global Gladiators, but like came out like a year later. Is that the one where you play as Ronald? Yes. I never played that one. I, I played Global Gladiators and MC Kids. They were good. Um, well... MC Kids slash my kids is good because it's just a it's just Super Mario Brothers three ripoff. But it's a good one. Oh, I agree. Although I do, it it does kind of make me nauseous. You do like bounce on an awful lot of shit and go really high in the sky. Or go upside down, yeah. Yeah, and then there's all the things that like you get hit and you like you flip backwards to the beginning of the level. Like it, it is a game that I could see inducing an epileptic fit. Sure. Sure. But from what I played, I think I actually liked it better than Global Gladiators, even though Global Gladiators is the more well-received game. And I think was also developed by Dave Perry, later of Aladdin for Genesis and Earthworm Jim fame. At the same time, though, there's certain kinds of things that people like. People look at games like that on the NES as like, oh, that's dumb. Like, oh, it's a McDonald's game. Half the good games on the Genesis that aren't sports titles and shooters are like Disney games. And people are just like, well, actually, Disney games are the best on the Genesis, bro. It's just, just like classic Sega fanboy stuff. Well, well, no, no, no. The reason for that, though, is that stuff like Aladdin, the 
Genesis Aladdin game was made for Sega. It is a different Aladdin game from Genesis. Excuse me, from oh, Aladdin oh, yeah, for Nintendo and stuff. But there's but there's a long running trend of like the Disney games on on Sega consoles. But that's being because good. they're developed by Sega. Uh, sure, but what I'm saying is, you get this. You, I think you get this kind of championing. Like like to me, the divide. Like to me, MC Kids clearly seems like the better game. But it doesn't surprise me that. Genesis or Sega folk would try to be the people like, well, actually, the best food games are in fact on the Sega Genesis. Sure. It just seems like it just seems like the the kind of meaningless uh, battle that they would try to win. The only actual cross-platform games that were better on Genesis were the sports games. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, before the six-button controller, who the shit wanted to play? A and the, excuse me, and the first Mortal Kombat. Well, even even then, you know, still having to use the start button and stuff like that. Yeah, that's it's trash. Kind of but obviously, uh, some things are more important. That being uh, blood and fatalities. Thanks, thanks by the way to uh, Mortal Kombat and Joe Lieberman for getting us the uh, ESRB. Yeah. So imagine, <laughs> imagine how sad you must feel like to be Joe Lieberman when like your friend tells you like. My son wanted to buy a horrifying video game, and you're Joe Lieberman, and you see Mortal Kombat for the first time and just think, bingo. <laughs> this, is, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. I've been, I've been the attorney general of Connecticut for like 10 years or some shit. Now I'm out here in the Senate. This is what I was made to do. I'm going to make sure that no 11-year-old kid can buy Grand Theft Auto in the future. Man, fuck this guy. How many times do you think him and Tipper Gore had sex in 2000? <laughs> but they, they come from the same kind of reactionary place. They come from the same kind of reactionary bullshit, faux liberal concern politic that informs people trying to get my McDonald's taken away and getting Ronald buried six feet under, Bix. Shameful. Shameful. It is Shameful. It is shameful. Speaking of shameful activity, by the time the late 90s, early aughts came around, in spite of over billions served and bazillions of dollars made, McDonald's decided wasn't really good enough. Somehow we needed to have a deeper cultural penetration for their characters. We needed to find more shit to sell them. And so with that in mind, as mentioned right off the top of the show, in 1999, in addition to several other 40-minute animated cartoon straight-to-VHS efforts that McDonald's put out, we were blessed with the legend of Grimace Island, which for all you $5 badasses out there, be your next Patreon broadcast. What is Grimace? Well... No conclusive answer because the real answer is he was some kind of weird evil spider creature and then they were obviously sued by the Crofts and H.R. Puff and stuff. And then he kind of was basically a milkshake man, but then they realized, oh, that's fat. The kids can't have it. We can't have him be the humanoid representation of a milkshake. So now he's really nothing, although he's actually a taste bud. But if you've ever wanted to see Grimace get with a bunch of other things that look like Grimace – slightly well hang out with dance with have have sing song type variety shows and ultimately in the face of some dangerous pirates 
learn a few lessons about civic duty and personal bravery. It's the Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald, the legend of Grimace Island, on your next Two Scoops Patreon. Bix, that'd normally be where we call it quits, but I understand you're about to blow my mind as we get out of here. I'm totally going to blow your mind. All right, as if Bix and uh, Grimace and the Mayor McCheese and the Crofts and all the rest didn't already break the bone in my head. I brace myself and prepare to hopefully hold on to whatever dust of that bone may remain. What do you got for me, baby? episode is coming out a few days after the Thanksgiving weekend premiere of the new Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life a limited series series excuse me thing on Netflix uh are you a Gilmore Girls fan at all I was never a religious watcher however Gilmore Girls was big at a time for me Gilmore Girls was the show of girls in my age group at a time where I talked on the phone to girls the internet like kind of fully outstripped that more more seriously by the time I was in later seventh, but really like eighth, ninth grade and so on and so forth. But like grade five, six, seven, three way calls with girls on the phone. Hit that hit that uh hang up button, dial the next number, hang up again, both lines at once. Learning the value of a threesome early on. And so through that. Because they'd be watching Gossip Girls. I'd be like, oh, I might as well see what all the fuss is about. So I'm not a religious viewer. I'm not. Uh, if you, if you had like Gossip Girl. That's a different generation. Or Gilmore Girl, excuse me. I'm not a religious Gilmore Girls uh, watcher. Like if you had like Gilmore Girls seen it, I, I wouldn't dominate. But uh, I've probably seen a good 24 episodes in my lifetime. Okay. So you're aware how – Rory can often be kind of awful. Yeah. Okay. So two things. First, well, she's well, she's a kid, of course. Well, point. Even even when she stops being a kid. <laughs> but two things, which is in the new show where she is now a thirty-two-year-old uh, freelance writer. Just as if this wouldn't be hard enough to horrifying enough to confront me about all my fears and inadequacies. Um. The character makes a lot more sense if you assume that she has bipolar disorder. Okay. I, I can <laughs> I can buy that. So so I'm thinking that as I watch this, and then I'm talking to a friend of mine, and he sends me this tweet showing various promotional images. Now, it's actually from a month ago, but I think you're going to have an interesting take on this. I, I, I just need your reaction. 
Okay, clicking on the link. Uh, they're definitely, yeah, I mean, that kind of seems to be like one of the, I don't know, invisible angles they're going for. I mean, what else would be, what else are you trying to get across by the fact that she doesn't know how to hold like a mug for a latte or doesn't know how to hold flowers? Everything that she's holding, she is holding with her, back, with her hand backwards. Yes. She's very, holding it the opposite grip of she, what she should be using. Yes, correct. You think this is by design? I don't. I don't know how deep it runs. I mean, who knows? Maybe there's a whole like. Maybe there's the the writers are sort of hip to the way people perceive this now and have retconned it in a very clever way and are trying to make use of it. But maybe they're just trying to go with, oh, hey, like look how people do things differently, even if they're related and very close. Okay. A show like The Gilmore Girls, though. Knowing like what your target demo is and like the way that a lot of people obsess over the show and would get into theories like that. Yeah, at least bare minimum gotta know you're stoking the fire. I don't think it's on purpose. I think it's just that Alexis Bledel is weird and not an especially good actress. And just as a result, somehow she does not know how to hold things. <laughs> so so you you believe the most honest, straightforward interpretation of this is Alexis Bledel just doesn't know how to hold objects. Yes. Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. Just well, why wouldn't it be? Because most people know how to fucking hold a mug. Most people know how to hold flowers. Most people know how to hold fireworks. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's impossible. I think it's totally <laughs> the idea that just some actress from TV 10, 15 years ago holds things awkwardly. I buy it. I'm there. I'm just saying it is unacceptable to say, like, what? Like, why would you – why do you think that's crazy? Well, because most people know how to hold things. That is that is the reason. But what if they didn't? <laughs> well, maybe that explains how that old lady got burned by the McDonald's coffee cup. Also, I'm, I'm looking at these. In – one of them we're not seeing either of – like it could it could be that neither of their hands are actually theirs in the coffee one. <laughs> That's also entirely possible as well. Just got those uh, got those photoshopped in hands. We're not actually seeing how Lorelai is holding the flower in the flower one. The only one where we actually see both of them physically holding something is the 4th of July one with the sparklers and the American flag. And that is the one where Rory is most correctly holding things. I got news for you, Bix. Yes? It's not the American flag. That's the flag of Grimace Island. Clip-hop, 